The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya 959. Good evening and welcome to the Law Report. Tonight, uh, it being Youth Month, we're talking about crimes that are committed by the youth. What's going on in our society? Give us a call, number to dial 86 The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya 959. Tonight on the Law Report, well, we're looking at something that I, I guess, I guess many youth, for various reasons, find themselves on the wrong side of the law. And, um, and and I think the concerning trend is that the you know it, it, it's not only your your minor cases of shoplifting and, and and things like that. It's it's really serious crimes, and I think there could be a number of reasons for for that. And those could include obviously the social conditions, but also I think the youth today or or people who are young today have a great deal more access compared to us, our generation, and generations before that. And I think what that means that they are exposed to a lot more. They mature a lot quicker. There is so much that just happens and some of which happens in, in minds that are not ready to see some of the things that they ultimately see. So, so, so that's really what I hope we talk about because, because the, the, there, there is a, the upside is to, to access to information is that obviously people are more informed, but the downside is unmanaged, unsupervised could have some, some, some very big problems. But also we know that there's another issue which is you know uh, uh, child-headed households so many is happening so let's talk about that if you have a child or if you have or you know of a child who's 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 more often finding themselves on the wrong side of the law really talk to us we we really want to get your thoughts we want to get your questions we want to get some of your experiences so feel free to share with us some of those experiences another thing that we often don't talk about is the impact of drugs yeah, um, we are lucky in that during our times, drugs, the worst drug that was accessible and available was what is now been legalized. And, and the youth today are not as lucky. They, they got access uh, to, to drugs that, that we used to see in the movies. So what used to happen in the States is now happening in South Africa. Um, and of course, we also invent our own kind of drugs in, in the form of Nyope. So the, 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 there's a lot going on. And, and you might be, uh, uh, you know, you might, you might be having your own experiences that you want to share with us, that you want to get some insights on both from, you know, and, and what we thought to do is, is because these things are not just cut and dry where you're talking law, there is a lot to do with psych, psychology of it all. And, um, and, and I've asked to, to speak to a psychologist and joining me, um, is Olwe um, Juili, who is a, a psychologist, and uh, and I think we'll talk to her um, sometime. Um, you know, maybe just before the the break. But immediately with me is uh, Anami Fari, and uh, Anami Fari, she's from uh, Fari Anami Attorneys in Pretoria. Anami, uh, good evening, and thank you very much for for joining me this evening. Thank you for having me. I mean, the criminal justice system has had to be. You know, originally, when we when we spoke about crime, we also talked about legal capacity, and maybe maybe let's just pick up there um, when we're talking about legal capacity, because we know that if I'm 12 years old, I can't go enter into a contract unsupervised. But if I'm 12 years old, I can commit a crime. And and how how does the law treat me in that in that in that situation? Okay, I think firstly it's important to note that a child between zero and 10 years old does not have criminal capacity. So that means they cannot 
distinguish between right and wrong, and mm. they cannot act, act accordingly. But a child above 10 and under the age of 18 or 14, they can be crim- they can have criminal capacity, but it's upon the court, the onus is upon the state, to prove that they have criminal capacity, to yeah. show that they, they can distinguish between right and wrong, and that they can act accordingly. But obviously we've got, we've got a major problem at this point with teenagers crossing the law and coming into the wrong side of the law, making the wrong decisions, and we need to we need to do something about this. So in 2008, the Child Justice Act was drafted. It came into commencement on the 1st of April in 2010. And the aim of the Child Justice Act is to afford these minors, because remember, even if they are, or if they have criminal capacity, they are still minors, to afford them the opportunity and essentially give them a second chance. So what happens here is that this child will be assessed and essentially he needs to accept responsibility for what has happened. And then the the aim is to create the possibility of diverting such a criminal matter away from the formal court procedures outside of the criminal justice system. And um, other avenues are explored. But it's usually a case where there's an underlying problem. Let's say with theft, uh, drug abuse comes to mind. Mm. So then there was an underlying problem which caused this um, offence. And at the end of the day, we need to address that underlying problem. Yeah. And that's where that organ comes in. So he will be assessed and he needs to be treated, whether it's by way of being detained or, or admitted to uh, an institution mm. to receive uh, treatment or therapy, whether it is community service, but but there would be a diversion program for such a minor. Mm-hmm. And if that diversion program is successfully completed and the court is satisfied that this minor accepted responsibility for what he did mm. um, and that he is sorry and they, that he has completed some sort of rehabilitation program, this criminal case against him will be withdrawn. So there would be no criminal record and it's essentially a second chance, you know, to start over. You, you know, interesting statistic is this, is that there, there, there are in total uh, 21,022 murders in, 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 that are recorded by the South African police in South Africa. And of those 21,736 are committed by children. And, and of course, I'm assuming children means anyone um, under the age of, of 18. And, and, and I know you've distinguished, you've set different sort of, you know, zero to 10. And I want to come back to that. But, but, but of course, this is, this is of, 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 of grave concern. You, 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 you spoke about a prosecution that attempts or, or dealing with the children in, in the criminal justice system in a manner that almost gives them a second chance. Would you please expound on, 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 on that, what, what we mean by second chance? Because I would hate to be an adult who's 24 trying to get a job and then I'm sitting with a criminal record, for example, for something that I committed when, when I was in what could be described as formative years. Yes, yes. And that's, like I said, that's the, the aim of the, the Child Justice Act, is to, to create this situation where we can divert a criminal matter into a more informal matter away from the criminal justice system. So when there is an underlying problem, let's let's discuss bullying, for instance. 
Mm. A bully at some point, bully is a very strong word, but by lack of a better word, let's, let's call it a bully. At some point no. in a bully's life, he, he was probably, he or she was probably the victim of abuse or trauma. So this is an underlying issue causing a problem and causing this offense, let's call it that. So what would happen in this instance, if, if there is a, such an offense committed, there was a bully who assaulted someone at school, let's say, that person, that bully, would be assessed to see if, at the end of the day, the bully needs to acknowledge, yes, I did something wrong, I know it's wrong, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Instead of just saying, I'm sorry I got caught. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 so and, and of course, bullying is, is a very important is an important topic. And I, and I want to come back because there's a, lot of, there's a lot of parents who would find themselves quite helpless and yes. would find the temptation of solving the problem themselves physically yes. quite tempting. And, and yes. I think that we, 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 we probably would want to talk about what the available options are. But before, before we yes. explore that in, 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 in greater detail, let me um, welcome Sarah, who's from Pretoria. Um, Sarah, good evening and thank you very much for talking to us this evening. Are you well? Hi, good day. I'm well. Good evening. You have a story about your two sons. Um, and, and maybe if you can just maybe in your own words, um, just explain it and, 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 and let's, let, let's, you know, just, just bring the, the listeners, um, up to speed and, and, and to the extent that we can, we'll see how we can, we can sort of, you know, one, understand your story and two, see if we can help. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I've got two sons, they basically both on drugs uh, for some time now. Mm. And as a parent, you try everything to help them. Mm. They've been gone. I've put them, uh, like, I think they were three times in different rehabs. Mm. And um, you're trying to support them. You walk counseling sessions with them. You know, you go the extra mile to be there for them. Mm. And, but by the end of the day, what's so sad, um, they came out of it three times and they're still on the drugs. And uh, what I've learned in this process is, um, you know, if they don't want to come right, if they don't want to admit that they've got a problem, mm. uh, there's nothing me as a parent can do because after I, to be honest with you, everything in my best. And it's so, so sad because the, uh, the children that came from a good home, they trained up in a godly home, they trained up in the ways of the Lord. And uh, you feel like, what is a parent sometimes? What did I do to deserve this? Where did I maybe go wrong that my children, you know, went this way? But there, there's nothing. I've, I've had counseling sessions, I've had pastors uh, talking to them. But it, it seems like endless, you know, I feel it, you, you feel at the end of the road that you can't, I'm, I'm at that stage where I'm starting practicing tough love for them. Are these your only children, Sarah? Uh, no, no, I, I do have another child. Mm, younger, I'm but, assuming. But they're big, they're big already, huh? How, how old, how old are, the, are the ones that are into drugs? Okay, the one is uh, 37 and the one is uh, 32. Mm, and, and you say that this has been happening for a long time. What's a long time, yeah. Sarah? Yeah, it's quite, it's, it could be like over nine to 11, nine, nine to 11 years that mm. mm. I'm struggling with them. And but, um, you know what? It's so hard because they, they're not living with me. Right. But there's one thing that I won't do. I won't like not give them a plate of food if they come here in front of my gate because you end up being so scared when, when you, they come into the house. You just get to leave your phone somewhere because the minute you turn your back, it's gone. Mm. 
or you think there's still a kettle in the box or iron in the box. When you open it, there's a brick in it. So now you're so scared. Even if you're 11 in your house, you must watch him like 24-7. You, you need to lock your rooms. You need to lock the everything that you have. You must make sure everything is locked in. You must sit there, you know, you like a prison in your own house. Because now you need to sit and watch them. You know, because you get what if you just turn your back, they're going to take something. Sure. You know, and, and, and that's not a, a life what you can call in your own home. Mm. So it, it, it hurts. As a parent, it hurts. You, you know, you end up not giving them money anymore because um, you're too scared, like, they're going to use it on substance. Yeah. you rather give them a plate of food or buy them bread and give it to them. And I'm assuming they don't work and... To be honest, they both had very, very, very good jobs. They're highly educated. Both of them, they lost their jobs due to substance abusing. Yeah. And and what kind of support are you getting, Sarah? <laughs> like, uh, not not counselling for them. What what are you getting? Because, you know, I, I'm yeah, just wondering you know whether I, you recognise that you yeah, are... I can, mm. Sorry, sorry to break your I can thank God that, that I do serve God. And I know, you know, my only help and my only way is uh, to God. And that I'm in a church where I can go to our pastor for counselling and our, also my fellow brothers and sisters in the Lord. That we can always pray and they can always uh, counsel me. You know, and lift my and lift my spirit up. So, yeah, that's the only way that I can, you know, to make God my number one person to go to and pray with, and that I have brothers and sisters that I can pray with. Mm. That's the only strength, to be honest with you, that I can rely on. All right. So, I'm going to ask you to hold on, or or okay. even if you don't, be going. I want to give you a ring when. Okay. When, when, when we have a psychologist, because I think some of these things, you know, it, 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 it's not, when you have a problem like this, it's not only that you, you know, it's not your children it's that are going through stuff. It's, it's yourself as well. Um, and, and I would have liked for our psychologist who's going to join us at, uh, in, in 10 minutes or later, uh, Julie, to, to sort of, you know, have, have, have a word with you. Um, because I do think that these issues run deeper and, and, and myself and, uh, and me are, are hardly qualified to yeah. engage in any meaningful way with you on this. So, so please stay the line or if you do hang up, uh, will, 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 will give you a ring back. But, but yeah, what a, what a story. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Anami, it will, will, we'll, I just want to interpose from, from that discussion and, 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 and circle back to what you and I were talking about before I took Sarah, which was the issue of bullying. I mean, how do you handle that? How do you handle bullying from a point of view of the victim, the, 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 the parent of the victim, short of going to school and, 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 and trying to, to solve the problem yourself, which in fact is not solving the problem? Now, thankfully, yes, bullying is a big issue at the moment. It's a big problem we have to deal with in schools. Um, the fact is that we, the schools and our system, we don't really have the capacity to deal with them. Mm. We, need, we need help from external institutions um, to, to assist us with this. Mm. But first and foremost, obviously, it's very, very important that each and every parent, you know, they make part of their children's lives. They make it their business, you know, who their friends are, what they do during break, uh, what do they keep themselves busy with, what's going on on the playground. It's very important to keep a close eye and to keep your ears on the ground 
regarding what your children are going through at school each and every day. But the main problem we have is that children need to know that they have to come forward. If you see something happening on the playground, you must approach someone. You must tell someone that something is not right. Schools should have an open-door policy. And we, we need to take action immediately. Um, most important is that the bullies should come at a, at, a, at a stage where they understand that their behavior doesn't go unnoticed, it's not acceptable, and it will not be tolerated. Yeah. But we need to stand still for a moment and remember that possibly and probably a bully has been the victim of, of, of some kind of abuse. Indeed. So after we dealt with what happened and we've, we've sorted out the victim and we've assisted the victim with therapy and counselling and that, we need to go back to the bully mm-hmm. and see what happened there and sort out that underlying issue. So that's definitely something. But then there is a few um, institutions that are of assistance to, to everybody in such a situation, not only the victim, but the perpetrator and the families of both of them. One of them... It's Unchain Our Children. This is a non-profit organization. What's it called? And they've got what's it called? Unchain Our Children. So this is a non-profit organization, and they are to the assistance of everybody influenced by, by any means of, of abuse, whether it be gender-based violence, rape, mm. um, drug abuse, bullying, mm. the whole lot. Mm. So they assist with bringing matters to court. If you have been the victim of something and you need to go to court, you don't know how to lay a charge at the police station. Or you have laid a charge, you need to go to court, you don't know who the prosecutor is, what they're supposed to help you with. Our prosecutors are so overworked. And, and you're feeling uncomfortable, and saying our children will send someone to court with you mm. to assist you and to explain to you what's going on. Mm. This, and they can be contacted by... The parents of a bullied child, the bullied child himself, anybody who finds himself in a situation, and even uh, the previous caller, Sarah, that's also some, someone that can, I think, really benefit from the assistance they give people. I think, so I think that's, that's, that, that's very helpful advice. I, I, I want you not to, you know, don't lose the, 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 the trail of thought. I, I very much want to, because I think that one of the benefits of listening to radio is, is at the end, you, you should at least know where to turn for help. And, and I'm, I'm quite enjoying the, your referral and mentioning these institutions because it's, it's very good that people would know where to turn when they need help because we all from time to time do need help. Let's take a break and when we come back, we continue our chat. The Law Reports with Michael Mutsuning Bill. Talking about crimes that are committed by the youth. And I, and I think the two reasons we're doing this, the first is that it is Youth Month. Um, but the other reason is, is that the, there is a concerning, you know, statistic around, you know, crimes committed by youth. And, 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 and of course, the, the, the trend, there, there seems to be so much in place of, uh, uh, in favor of, of, of increasing this trajectory in the direction of more and more of these cases, simply because there was just simply so much happening in the world. Adults are hardly able to cope um, with the fast-paced uh, changes that we're seeing in the world. Um, one one has to spare a thought for 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 people who are still forming and becoming. Tolly, uh, you're calling from Johannesburg. Good evening, and thank you for calling. Hi, Michael. How are you? I'm well in yourself. And the listeners, thanks for letting me talk to you. I, I have similar problems with my two boys. Yeah. Uh, they're between the age of ten and twelve. Hmm. Just the recent one, yesterday I had a visitor in my place and sleep over during the night. 
we actually were sleeping in the morning, we discovered that the 500 rand was missing. And actually, normally when you sleep, we lock we lock off the doors, the bedroom doors, because when you're sleeping, they're able to sneak into the bedroom, still whatever. Mm. And when you ask them, they will tell you that, that they don't know. And later, maybe when you start monitoring them, their movement, you will discover that whatever that you are looking for has been stolen by them. So yesterday, we couldn't get the 500 rand. I had to repay that money. Then when we got home to drop off the young one, by the bedroom where the visitor was sleeping on, the windows, they broke into the windows and they tried to, we don't know, I think it's the older one, the 12-year-old one, because she was left at home. But besides that, each and every day, I'm encountering the same thing. I've been in and out to the police station, in and out. The pastors have been coming to my house because they suspected that there's something wrong with uh, psychologically. But there's nothing wrong with them. We don't know what is happening. I took them to the police station. The police even came to the house because it's been almost two years now. And I'm talking about a 10-year and a 12-year-old boys. Then they told the police, they said, no, there's nothing that they could do because these people are young. Then I was transferred to Harangua Hospital to see the psychologists and the social workers. But unfortunately, our mom passed, so we couldn't go on with the, with the process and everything. I asked them to give us maybe a space just to heal, then we'll come back. But my fear is because now, even right now, as I'm talking to you, I knock off at four, but I can't come home straight because I know that I won't come across something that is bad. And I'm even afraid to take the law into my hand because the way I was beating them, it was so bad because I could tell that I will end up killing them. And I don't know. I just need any form of help because I can tell that it's either one day I will find them dead in the street. So please, 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 can I get help? Please make help. Okay. All right, stay on the line. Stay on the line. Um, we will speak to all the way to uh, Julie. Um, and don't go. Um, let's try because I mean, I mean, if you say this has been happening for two years and the one is ten and eight, so that means I mean twelve and ten. That means for the for the youngest one, th- you started having issues when they were eight. You know, so that's that's really um, uh, uh, you know concerning. I wanted to take another call and, and, and speak to Selby, who's calling from Orange Farm. Um, but I see we, 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 we've lost her. Anne-Marie, the, uh, this is what a parent is seeing well in advance. And, and the parent is, say, is saying, at the rate this children, these children are going, I can tell they're already committing crime in the house. And I've tried to report them to the police. And, and I've been told that they are too young and that there was nothing I could do. Which, which I'm wondering whether was a good answer or full answer. The second part is she's saying, and I suspect very much that these children are going to commit crime outside, the consequence of which is that, you know, the, the outsiders will not be as forgiving as, as me. What, 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 what mechanisms are there in our law or even in our, in our system? Because our system is not one that is just about law. It's one that is about, so, uh, you know, the, the, the social aspects as well. What, what do we have in place uh, for, for a parent like Loli? At the end of the day, it, it comes right back to, and forgive me to, that, I, that I keep on referring to untrain our children, but this is the specific type of help this person needs, this, this mother needs. She, she's not brushing it off. She's, she's acknowledging that there's a big problem. Yeah. Something is wrong, and this is going to derail very, very fast. 
So there is processes in place where we can detain a child. We can obtain a court order to, be, to have a child detained in either psychiatric institution and maybe this was where this was going to and she took them to Kharankua before the sad event of her mother passing. But I really, I think that she should, she should be one of the people contacting contacting them immediately, getting their help and possibly obtaining a court order to, to have these children admitted into facilities where they can be properly assessed to see what the underlying problem is here. This is such a, this could be anything. We, we can't speculate about what, what's the underlying issue over here. 100%, yeah. And she's trying to do her best and to discipline them, but but she's got nowhere to go anymore. And there is processes in place, but it's not accessible. People, the men on the street, they don't know what what is what help there is for them and what right to take. And I think I need to give you the contact number, the hotline for and absolutely. And I, and I really much so, look forward to to to, to getting it. Um, and 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 please, if if I don't come back to that, let me. You know, maybe if you if you're listening at home, you know, stand ready with your pen and paper so that you can take the details. But for now. I'm very excited to be receiving a call from Jabu who who says that he wants to help Koli by sharing his story. Uh, Jabu, hi. Hello. Hi, Jabu. Hi, Bujanbo. Yeah, Pilunjan. Shab, shab. Yeah, Um So, the story is on me, CMJ, and it's cool. There was an easy in 1993 at home. So, they affected me a lot, you so nobabam na the woman to ne eng So umon just seeing him in action and seeing his MP in action turned me into a master. A master. What do you mean his MP? Are you talking about the IFP? Yes, right. yes, 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 and to Fuso, Siltola is only one percent to Fuso, Dana Magazel, ninety nine percent in the Funda, Windsor, Mintia, Kelashalakon. So now, Lentia must have a cool because in Tennessee, Hamfas, I'm saying Hanamaba Abandonabama, because we shall be in the right. But understanding the science of mind, how our minds work. But, but you said, you, you mentioned something at the beginning. I'm sorry, Jabu, to interrupt you. You mentioned yeah. something that. You, what you, what you saw in your dad, and the violence yeah. that he exhibited, is something that you bought into. So I'm presuming that this is something that you bought into yourself at a young age. How did it, you know, before you got married, before all of that, how did it manifest in your youth, if at all? No, the thing is, what he manifested growing up. Right. Understand? Mm. I would always have problems. I would always attract even just the wrong for me. Not understanding why. And this into any is born kneeling so cool. We have one. This business is in Ghana. We. I was really keen on that. Um, Jabu, let's try that again. We we we, we lost you there. Uh, hi, Jabu. Okay, so uh, we 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 got to hear we got to hear this because I think, you know, where where what what Jabu is saying and 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 maybe if you are at home, and um, you were once a problematic kid, um, um, and and you found a way to to recover, share with us how did you do it? You know, you 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 were taking drugs as a kid, and and you were able to stop. Share with us, how did you overcome? And how are you fighting every day? How are you making sure that every single day that passes, you don't fall back to what you've run away from, as it were? So, and, 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 and because sometimes, sometimes help 
doesn't only come from the professionals. We, we, we're waiting very much to, to talk to a psychologist um, who is going to give us this, the, the professional bit. But, but there's another bit. And that bit is a bit where we share our own experiences in saying, Nami Benginje, tell us, help us, help. I mean, I've got two parents here. And, and the interesting thing about the two parents that I have is that their children are of completely different ages. The one is, the, the one parent's kids are in their 30s and the other ones are barely teenagers, for goodness sake. And we really need to help each other and say this is how I handled my kids because I mean how do you not give up as a parent if you if you have kids that that simply just are unrelenting in their wrongful ways how do you not give up on them and and how has that helped and worked out for you where you are not giving up on your kids do give us a call the number to dial 086 0009590860009590959 and something i hardly do is to tell you that i in fact do have a twitter handle and it's motwening bill so you can also hit me up on on the twitter handle and and share with us your story you can also call us anonymously all right so 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 do that um by by dialing 0860009590 all right um i i want to see if i can take a quick break um, and, and if, if, if I can't take a break, um, then we'll have to circle back to, um, to, uh, to, to you, uh, is that Chloe? Hi. Tell me, tell me this, when, where, where, have you, have you sought, um, any help? I know you, you mentioned that you, you had gone to the, uh, some psychologist and, and because of a funeral that happened in your family, you couldn't see that process through. Um, where did you, uh, have you tried to go back to see if you can get some help? At the moment, because the funeral has just happened now during March. Okay. And my uncle also passed. So we haven't go back. We are still making some arrangements so that I can take me some leave space so that I can go back. But seeing that even now during this process, each and every day, like I mentioned, yeah. something happened. Like now I'm asking myself, if I get into the house, what is it that I'm gonna find wrong that they've done? Eish, yeah, that's that's what I'm experiencing every day. Anami, you you, you mentioned uh, that you th- there is some help, and maybe um, I have I have warned uh, the listeners to to keep a, a sharp ear out for for when you when you share those numbers with us and the details. Maybe take this time to to do so because I mean help is there, and people just don't know that it's there. Yes, I'm going to give you the hotline number. It's zero mm. six seven. And then is there is there a website that they can go and visit? There's a website as well. Mm That's All right. So we'll try to share those details again. Um, uh, and, and if you know a place where we can get help, you know, share, share with us, um, send us a text message as well, three, six, nine, five, nine. Um, but also I'll be in a lookout for, for you, for what you share on, 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 on my Twitter page. Um, let's take a break. And when we come back, there's a bit more of this. The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill. Anna-Marie, you, you, you mentioned something that, that, you know, I, I'm not sure if it would be immediately helpful. What do I do? If I'm sitting in a situation where 
um, you know, I, I can't imagine that committing a child to a psychiatric hospital is, is something that's very easy, particularly if if the, the crimes alleged are, you know, just for the time being domestic in nature. It's something that happens in my house. And as you've said, somebody between yeah. zero and 10 years old has pretty much no criminal liability. Yes, mm. yes. Not necessarily that they have to be admitted for mm. for a, a certain period of time, but they need to be assessed. And at some point, uh, and as they are still small, um, but at least they are capable to converse and and to give some background as to what's going on. Mm. So that is is an eventual. It's also the last res- always the last resort to have a minor detained. May it be in criminal facility or a psychiatric institution mm. or something of the like. Mm. So that's always a last resort. But they should be assessed. There's no two ways about that. They should be assessed because there is something is definitely wrong. There is an underlying problem. And, and it's scary, but children of as young ages as 9 and 10 years old um, have been found to be abusing substances. And, and this might... Might as well be what's going on here. Yeah. And and I and I like the, the, the point that you made because sometimes these kids do so much to others and, and and very little attention is given to the possibility that they are going through stuff themselves. And you made yeah. that in a, uh, that, that example in the context of in a context of, of a bully, for example. Can yeah. I, I, I want to come back with a question, but as I was asking you this question, it dawned on me that maybe Chloe's kid might themselves have something um, that is underlying because it can't just be theft for the sake of it. There must be um, uh-huh. something else, uh, which I wonder whether Chloe has explored. Chloe, are there are there any drugs? Are there any bullies? Because sometimes some you know there could there could be some external pressure. That that says you know get me this getting in reach if one one two things or shy every day, and and the kids are probably stealing to to counter bullying elsewhere or whatever. Because what do you do as a kid with five hundred bucks if you're ten years old? At first we thought so because um, around December they stole a thousand rand and they they've got this friends that I don't understand and I even approached the the, the parents friends mm. but they were the parents were so defensive but i tried to to find out what is the main thing that i'm doing with this money mm. but i couldn't tell because they come out like and the other thing that i'm monitoring them when they come home if maybe there's any form of drugs that they're taking but they are clean so that's why i don't understand what is exactly a problem you, you know, it, it, it doesn't add up and, and it's a pity because we are not getting, um, we, we were scheduled to speak to Olwe Tujuili, who's a psychologist, um, uh, we're scheduled to speak to her 12 minutes ago and for whatever reason, we're not getting through to her. But, 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 but I, I, I think, and, and, and speaking also as a parent myself, um, I, I, I think that they, if somebody steals, they would have to buy something nice, like come back with a new phone and bring it home, in which case you'd be able to see that. And you're saying that's not happening. They would have to come back high. That's not happening. Have you considered a different neighborhood, for example, or even separating the kids? Because if you've got a, I mean, the youngest one is probably just following the older one or or whichever or vice versa. Have you considered maybe protecting or saving the other one? Who, who, who's potentially just a follower, um, even if it meant that they live with a relative or, or whatever the case might be. It's only now that I spoke to my younger brother and then 
he suggested that I I send maybe one yeah. to him during school holidays because the other thing we don't have that support structure from the family mm. and since my mom just passed it's only the grandparents that are left and that's another thing like most of the time there's no one at all mm. so the other thing is the place I think because the other thing that they were thinking is maybe the surroundings where we're staying but the place that we're staying is the new development development place and most of the kids are young here so for me to take them home but is that not maybe the issue you know uh, if it's a new development um, everything is still there's no precedent there's no template there's no you know it's, it's everything is, is pretty much new and I'm just wondering whether you know the newness of it all even the move itself um, has not disrupted how was the situation like before you moved no but we came here I think the young one was one year old okay Yes. Okay, so it's not the, the move is not recent. No, it's not. Mm. Uh, Tembikunen, a social worker um, in the United Kingdom, that is. Hello. Hi, Abuti. How are you? Getting the guy. How are you doing? Hey. So you're a social worker? I am. I'm still um, even here in the UK. So yeah. I, uh, I've been here for yeah, 20 years, more than 10 years working here in the UK. And, and before you moved to the UK, did you also work in South Africa? I did for only a short period of time, though. So, okay. but my, that is perfect because then you are able to give us a view, a balanced view, both from from locally and and what happens in the UK. Well, I have been giving a kind of some scenarios. So, I I think as parents we need to take the responsibility as well in terms of how we bring up bring up our own children. So sometimes as a parent you would spoil your children. I know my son is still in South Africa living with my parents. And I do spoil him to bits. And sometimes you tend to buy love by giving them things. And But in addition to that, peer pressure as well does take into play because mm-hmm. our children, they do get pressure from their, from their peers or friends because they've got everything and anything. And because probably they're coming from good family, well, not good families, but families whereby they've got money and uh, their parents can flesh out money. And therefore, our children, or oh, those children basically that um, Bomeba have phoned about, that they end up feeling like, oh my goodness, so I need to show my, my friends as well, Hore, have got money. Mm. And uh, you just want to flesh out or probably flesh out to them or to show them that you've got money as well. Because sometimes it does, if other children don't have, you know, um, things, material things, it could be probably what in beautiful clothes, it could be money. And then they do feel, you know, kind of rejected somehow by their friends or even the respect as well. Sometimes they can lack respect as well from their friends. So therefore they feel like, well, to be on par with my friends, I need to have these things as well to show them that I have it. And I think hence you find sometimes within other children, they end up stealing money from their parents, you know, mm. because they want to buy to buy things and to show their friends as well. In fact, not long, a, uh, a friend of mine is working here in the UK as well. She's a social worker. So... She's got grandchildren. Um, she's from Bumalanga originally. So she was telling me about her granddaughter who's 15, going to 16, and that she ended up having to manage transport money. Her friends, they always have money. They go to Nicky Lane and buy things. And therefore she felt that 
you know, she had to buy things as well, like ice cream and probably the shelter as well to show them that she's got money. But unfortunately, she's not thinking that, you know, her mom is working very hard and she's not the only sibling. And, you know, probably taking advantage because the grandmother is working here in the UK, so therefore they'll replace the money. But forgetting that, hey, you know, we, we, we go by budgeting and we budget as people, whether you are working or not, to send the own you try to stretch it as much as you can. Mm. So I think it's all about teaching our children as well that they need to learn that, you know, the situation that you have at home and make them understand. And uh, But I know pressure out there is very, you know, harsh. And I know about, you know, South African situation as well, that unemployment, especially in terms of youth, is very, very high. So I think, you know, that's another problem that we have. But as a parent, I think we have to take, or I'm a parent myself, taking responsibility to speak to our children so they can understand the situation or the financial situation in the family home. I, I, you know, I think it's, you know, it's I, indeed one can't gainsay what, what you're saying about as a parent taking responsibility. But but I think that is not an, a full and absolute answer in, in, in the sense that children are themselves humans and humans are complicated uh, and and the psychology of humans is the area of great complication in itself which means that you know and and you would know this you you you, you, you if you have more than one child they they you, you they 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 need you to treat them differently and you are adapting to them right so and you could treat them absolutely the same both or more of them or all of your children but they don't turn out the same and the reason for that is a combination of things amongst them psychology and 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 i and i think that there there when it comes to and but but i mean that's the one bit the other bit is that you as a parent yourself may have your own psychology to deal with and your own psychological issues around your own upbringing and and not all of us have the same ability, right? The you know, so I I read a book about when a child says to you how to speak to children. That's the name of the book, and and I, and I'll and I'll tweet it later on when I get home. But I thought it was very interesting. Yeah. And that book says if if you want to if you want your child if your child says hey can I please have ice cream and you say no you can't have ice cream because we don't have money the, you, that answer is very different from an answer that going that goes along the following lines. I would love for you to have ice cream. In fact, I think it'd be great if you had ice cream. But I, mm. I, I don't have money now. So what you've done is you've yeah. validated the feeling, right? Yeah. Because then you say, I, I, you're not saying you can't have it. You're saying, I would, I'd, I'd want you to have it. And then yeah. you go on further and you say, but I can't help you. I can't give you what you need right now. But as soon as yeah. I'm able to, I'm going to then make good on your need. So, so you are then giving a simple thing, which is validation. And when you talk sure. about parenting not all of us would always be aware of our role as parents in validation and because we are also humans and 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 one isn't always aware uh, and one does that with with fellow employees one does that with with a lover even you know you, where you don't validate even somebody you claim to love in the form of a partner and, and especially your children so i think i think i I, I can't gainsay, as I've said, your point of view about us taking responsibility as a parent. But what I think is worth mentioning is that it is very difficult to be a human. More so, it is very difficult difficult to be a parent because we're all just trying our best, and 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 and, and not all of us are, are 
are, are co-parenting with, with others? I, I certainly agree. But however, we need to remember that how we were brought up and how I'm bringing up my children or any other parent mm. is bringing up their children or child is different. Mm. Things have changed now. Times have changed. They're in Rahmanidi Nago. That's the, the, the wedding that we usually use now. So how was that? My parent would be saying to me, or my mom, because my mom was a single mom of she did eventually get remarried. But however, she would say if she doesn't have um, money, maybe for ice cream or a dress or, you know, to buy sweeties. And she would say, how can I open? I don't have money. But she wouldn't say... Um, I don't have money. However, when I have money or when I get paid, you get a regular what you're looking for. So this is what I'm learning that I have to do and say. So, you know, to my to my son as well, because she was asking, kiss P5. And I was like, well, you'll have to work well. You'll have to do well in school for you to get that PS5. So it's all about beginning the one and you negotiate as well. And she kept on asking, Hore, well, if I do get it, will I get it when I've passed uh, my half year or monthly test? And I said, well, keep combination of everything. So, but eventually, and she was actually not long, actually, a month ago. So, and I ended up saying, you know what, it would be how of your birthday present because he's a good boy and he does well. He, he, he tries to live in pairs. But it's all about negotiating with children, to be honest. But you can't say, I don't have it. You can see we don't have any money or whatsoever. And you go on and on and on and on. So it's all about negotiating with children. And they do understand. But you need to keep your word, though. Mm. Instead of saying, or you'll get it. And the child will still be waiting for years to end for that gift to appear or to be, you know, um, to be bought by, by a parent. But it's all about negotiating and, and, and um, speaking to our children. So how they see things, how they they um, use their brain is differently from, from how we were, to be honest. So, yeah, um, yeah the times have changed. I, I want to play this voice note. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mm. In addition to that, we learn from other parents as well. I'm learning everything from the clients that I have or trainings that I attend, but it's all about teaching, you know, parents to say, you know, and, and even children, speaking to them, don't compare yourself with our, you know, next door neighbor because you don't know their financial situation. You know our financial situation. However, you get, you know, when I have money, and please do keep to it as the parent. Can I play this voice night? And, and, I, and I think that, yeah, and, and I'll pick up straight off the plane. Good evening, Michael. Thanks for an awesome show as always. Um, Abu Jabu is saying, is speaking the gospel. I think we underestimate self-realization um, or self-actualization or self-care so much so that we underestimate what our upbringing does to us and what it takes mentally alone to get out of the stresses um, that come with the upbringing that we all experience. And I hope that the listeners are taking this to heart because we are trying to raise raise a different generation of kids who are aware of their emotions, who are aware of their thought processes and ways of dealing with them. Um, yeah, thank you for a great show, informative show as always. Thank you. I think, I think you know, it is spot on. Um, the, the issue of psychology, I think, I think 
if you ask me to to study psychology um 20 years ago i might i might very well have said no but but i think i think as you grow older and you see it's important it it's in every facet of our lives uh, I, I might very well answer you very differently in fact in fact i study not in a formal sense psychology more more lately because it just simply is is such a thing where generally i think when i think about south africa particularly black south africans i think that mm. apartheid is up there in terms of the damage that we've suffered because the fact that you grew up without water without you know in in the place that you grew up in is a direct result of apartheid and how your parents felt because of that and how they ultimately treated you is 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 a build up from you know slavery colonization apartheid all of those things coming into your modern day reality very very sad mm-hmm. indeed selby from orange farm i have 2 minutes left um and yeah. and and you try to phone much earlier uh, how are you i'm blessed with me how are you sir i'm i'm very happy to hear that i'm good thank you what's yeah. up you know my brother uh, there are so many things that cause children to be naughty or vulnerable mm. and in order for you to be able to help them mm. I think you have to help yourself first. Hmm. You, the parent, you are the one who has to go to, the, to see a psychologist and get help before you can be able to help your children. Because in some cases, you find that I'm the cause, but I do not know that I'm the cause of what my children are. But if I can see a psychologist, then the, the psychologist can help me to realize where did I went wrong. Understand no, I think you know. So sometimes we we bring our pain into parenting, and when somebody interprets our pain back to us, we don't know that they actually reflecting what we feel, and therefore it's we got a long way to go. Um, you know, we got a long way to go as people. We got a long way to go as South Africans in particular. I feel terribly regretful of the fact that we didn't get our psych- psychologist on and I undertake to make some arrangements for Chloe and Sarah to be referred to um, uh, an appropriate institution. Anami, thank you very much for joining me. I, I, I found you quite insightful and I hope again we get to speak. Thank you very much, Anami. And to you at home, thank you very much for joining me. From me, Michael Motoning Bill, I'm out. The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya 959. On the street, on the air.